We're clear for takeoff. that time again guys it's time for kings of the heart your two black male marriage and family therapists out here trying to save these relationships my name is Tariko Mari Walton and I am always I am joined by my partner in crime Dr. John Hart Dr. John Hart how you doing my man how you doing today I'm doing good man I can't complain I am feeling blessed to be here indeed, in indeed. the studio with you blessed to have you bro blessed to have you man you know, and we always doing it for the people. So that that's what always gets me up. I know. And, you know, we've been doing this beautiful series, if I may say so myself, on know, healthy right? relationships. You know, been trying to get people to understand that there are so many different components to having and maintaining a healthy relationship from intimacy and all the areas of intimacy, physical, emotional, you know, um, intellectual spiritual you know getting into trust and support and communication all these different elements play such a heavy role in making sure that your relationship feels healthy yeah but there's one area that i really am looking forward to talking about because this is the thing i get complaints about from from couples who are constantly conflicting with each other it's fairness yeah fairness and negotiation that's what we're gonna be talking about today and so you know from your standpoint as a therapist how often are you finding that your clients are coming in so worried about what's fair and what's not fair what how 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 popular of a topic is that for you guys well yeah i think it comes up probably every session um and let's also be clear um those words may not be used right so they may not say like fair but you start to kind of get the uh, sentiment that there are some fairness issues, there's some equity issues, there are some issues with trying to negotiate around um, how do we meet each other's needs, um, and 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 the classic thing you and I talk about all the time, brother Rick, is the tit for tat. That's I, I think that's tit where tat, right. it's 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 where the tit for tat is, is born is, from. Is, it is. Yeah. It is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for completing my yeah, sentence. That's what I was on. That. Right. It's right there. That's the tit for tat. That's where it's created. It's manifested and it's nurtured. Yeah, man. It's like it's, people come in. They always say, "Well, they didn't do this, so I'm not going to do this." Right. That's, that's tit for tat. But what you're really telling me is it doesn't feel fair that I have to do something right. that they don't have to do. Yep. But yep. but are things always supposed to be fair? That's a good question, man. I, and and I also say to myself too, both personally and 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 clinically, uh, as a therapist, I'm like, but fairness is also relative, though, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like meaning fairness is fairness does not and will not look the same day in and day exactly. out. Exactly, exactly. Balance, balance Correct. is key. But let's let's get to this. Let's get to this. How would you actually define fairness? Well, I. Like the way the way I have always thought about fairness is I, I think I think there's there's a couple of things there. I think one of them is there is the perception of it and then there's the reality of it. Mm, right. Right. And the reason why I always break it down to my couples like that is because I think um, well, we've talked about this all the time. People's perceptions are their reality. Right. And that's scary 
because it may not always match each other's. Right. Right. And so uh, I've had couples, I know you have as well, where one person's like, it's not fair. And then the other partner will give some form of kind of evidence, I'll call it, and say, well, no, like there's seven days in a week. Um, I take three and a half, they take three and a half, but then the other person's still like, but that's not fair, right? Right. So I give that really good example um, to kind of show that fairness, right? We tend to kind of think about what what is equity, right? Equity mm-hmm. is about fairness. It's another yes. good word yes. for fairness, yes. right? Yes. Um, other things is um, what are the priorities, right? Because our mm. priorities tend to shape what is fair. Right. So. Um, one partner may prioritize doing laundry, right? And if they're not getting help on that, then, they, then they'll say, well, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying too much to the load. And then the other partner may really uh, value um, um, parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and say like, well, I, I, I don't think it's fair, right? Now, right. both partners are claiming that things aren't fair, but part of, the, part of fairness that I truly believe is fairness is also about um, evaluating um, what's going on with ourselves, our mm-hmm. partner, um that holds subjective and objective things but then like you it's also values right we won't cry fairness if we don't care about it right is how i see it right right it's funny you you mentioned um you know priorities and yeah. for me when students when students <laughs> when clients come to me i <laughs> we're, mean we're, students, we're, we're, teachers we're teachers we're teachers yeah, we're, we're teachers, teachers we're teaching them. <laughs> but the thing that clients bring to me all the time when it comes to fairness is what's happening in the kitchen around cooking mm-hmm. and cleaning Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a big topic when it comes to fairness. But I'll get deeper into that. You know, when I think about fairness, though, as a, as a, as a definition, and I, and I wanted to, you know, the, the audience to hear this, when I think, it as a, about a, think about fairness as a definition, I also think about it as consideration. You know, how are you considering your mate's efforts, their time, their sense of wellness around what's happening in, in the household and just in life in general? Because it doesn't, doesn't have to just be the household. But also planning dates, planning vacations, you know, interacting with other, you know, other family members or friends. Those all play a role, too, in who's taking care of what. And so it may feel out of balance and not fair when you're doing that. So it's consideration for your mate's efforts, their time, their sense of wellness, while trying to maintain that sense of balance and that sense of equity. Yeah. Is it is it also fair to put it out there, though, that when we say fairness, we're not trying to equate it with equality oh for sure that's the difference between equity and equality people don't have to understand that when you think about equality everything is even is directly even when it becomes when it comes to equity it's about that balance how things balance out you know there's a difference there right you know how do you see it well i know i agree well i was going to follow up and say like the great thing about equity especially in a relationship i there's there's mechanisms to the balance right so mm-hmm. we overcompensate in one way so that way right. our it gives our partner space to do something that they can overcompensate right. for right in healthy relationships right that's exactly. what healthy couples do right. so i may overclean, which is technically what i do right like that is me <laughs> i love cleaning and so right. i know that's not my wife's thing but with cooking I mean, she will overcompensate right. in that, right? right? And we're, but we talk about it. We understand that even though we're trying to build equity around um, housing, um, house duties and chores and stuff, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we still, at one point or time, 
will not need the other person's support. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Like right. Every, this isn't all your responsibility. Correct. You know, we have Correct. to share in this, which is another topic we'll discuss next time. But yep. yeah, yeah, you have to share in those responsibilities. Yep. You know. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And 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 again, like it, it, it I love your uh, framing around the whole notion of balance because again, folks, like let's be clear, balance is not about equality. It's not about being equal, mm-hmm. right? It's about literally how do we? It's like that seesaw, right? Like. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what equity is about. Like, as right. you're going up, I'm going to go down. But how do we try to maneuver? That's right. the negotiation part that we're about we're to gonna talk get to, about. We're going to get but to that part. how right. do we really try to find that balance? Mm-hmm. It's not about being equal. Yeah. I mean, when you think about, a lot of people equate fairness to equality, right? And Correct. so they're thinking, well, I did two loads of laundry. They should do two loads of laundry. Correct. You know, I cooked, you know, three days this week. They should cook three days this week. And then we'll go out for that, that, that final day. But yeah. no, that's not the way it looks. You know, there are going to be times where you may have more opportunities to do things where you may not. And you. on the other side, Thank your you. mate might have other times where they have more time, too. You know, if Thank your mate you. gets up and goes to work and they're at work from 8 o'clock to 7 o'clock, but you go to work from 9 to 5, well, you're going to have a little bit more time to do stuff at home. So it may look unequal, you know, and may feel unequitable sometimes because you are there longer and you have more opportunities to do things around the house. But you have to take those things into consideration because, yeah, they are working longer hours. Yeah. No. But yeah. but but you know what is even a greater sense of um inequity that we end up facing where things aren't really fair. How many clients do you have that come to you like let's say in in heterosexual relationships where the wife is complaining or the the girlfriend is complaining about how she has to carry the bulk of the load around the household? And the husband or boyfriend is like, well, you know, I go to work and I come home. What else do you expect from me? Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like my Tuesday night. (laughs) That literally, I I literally had that conversation several times with multiple couples. Have it all uh, the other day. Yeah, you know, uh, it comes up often. Mm -hmm. Um, We, 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 what I, I do think it's important that, especially us as as men, we need to name. And be very sensitive and mindful about the double shift that our, you know, female partners uh, go through. It is real. I I don't me personally, I don't think it's a made up concept. Mm -hmm. I think when you add kids to the mix and and chores and and stuff like that, it's a it's a lot to demand from one person um, for them to like work a full time job, build a career. Right. Take pride in it and then come home and then do a lot of the heavy lifting. Right. And, and And I hope for our cisgendered heterosexual men who are, who are listening to this um, really start looking, looking into that, um, that notion, like Google it. It's real. Like the double, even, even if you haven't even asked your, your partner about it, they will tell you that even if, even if you don't see it, they may be experiencing it. Mm -hmm. They may be feeling it. Right. Right. And, and, and because, and I appreciate you bringing that up brother Rick, because, um, part of being in a healthy relationship is really trying to understand what are some of these macro level things, some of these, um, you mm. and I talk about this all the time. These social narratives that yes. are creeping in, yes. are creeping into yes. our relationships that are manifesting, and this is one good one. Right, right. And it's it's, it's like I'm I, I'm biting my tongue because there's so much I want to talk about from that standpoint, particularly around roles, you know, provider roles and, and gender roles, yeah. where we you know engender our roles in our household. That I want to save for the shared responsibility yeah. topic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just, there's so much to it. But when we look at you know the societal um, pressures 
or or expectations yeah. you know and for a lot of men there we often think that you know well i'm going to work you know and i'm bringing home a paycheck and you know that should be enough that's fair that's what i'm supposed to be doing that's what my 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 um expected role is for the household but we don't live in a society where women don't work where it's just a man where you're just a sole provider and so the the thing i get from my clients all the time is that i'm working too so you think it's fair that i come home after working a, a full day like you did and i still have to clean and cook and take care of the kids and all you have to do is Go to work, come home, and just chill, wait to be served. What kind of expectations are those? That's ridiculous. And so, yeah, now we're talking about things not being fair, things Correct. not being equitable. And so what do we have to do to, in order to help people strike a better balance between what may be perceived as being unfair and what actually is equitable and fair? I, 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 think, I think there needs to be conversations around flexibility and Mm -hmm. it'll be it's to me it's flexibility around people's mindsets Mm -hmm. so what you were describing as a mindset Mm -hmm. well you know my i saw my dad do it so my you know my my granddad did it you know he came home and my grandmother always served him and it's like look you know this is not the 1920s okay right but for the most part like we need to be more flexible in our thinking about what household uh, duties and responsibilities are, mm-hmm. um, and I also think that there needs to be flexibility in time, right? Right. So um, I, I think I think I, I think in today's world, life is so dynamic that time is even more critical than ever. And so, yeah, you cleaning the house doesn't technically need to happen always after work. You may want to wake. You know what I mean? Like that's the negotiation part, and right. that's what I mean by flexibility, folks. Right. Right. I mean, get up, get up together. On Saturday yeah. morning, and that's the time that yeah. you guys go ahead and do that. I mean, that's how it traditionally happens in my relationships. Look, it's Saturday morning is the day that we get up and we all clean, and then we can move on. Yeah, you know, we can yeah. all move on from there. But the the other part of that too is when you're talking about having conversations, talk about how your relationship evolves because just the way yeah. you start out does not mean is the way it's going to be forever. And I think for a lot, of, especially for men, I'm sorry, guys, if it sounds like I'm really being hard on you, but I think we get locked into this mentality that. The way things start, they should always remain that same way. Even go back into dating. Well, I told her from jump that, you know, this is just what it is. And it's not going to be anything more than, you know, a, a physical relationship. But now here she is talking about she wants something more. Well, things evolve. Emotions evolve. And just like in your household, situations evolve. Because you may have started off with this agreement that, okay, well, you'll go do this and this will be my responsibility. Well, as people adjust and 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 go higher in their careers and they have more responsibilities at work and they're making more money and they have other things that they have to do well guess what you may have to step up into those areas that you didn't have to do originally things evolve things change and you can't expect things to always look exactly the way they did at the beginning but we get so stuck in well this is the way this is what we agreed on you know contracts are broken constantly or renegotiated and that's what you have to consider how do we negotiate that well, I mean, I think that's a really good point. And 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 um, 
So even even from a clinical standpoint, we understand like how and why people get stuck in their ways. But I, I find it very ridiculous because the world literally doesn't even work like that. Your Word. bills can change. You use Word. more energy. Are you <laughs> going to sit there and say, Word. no, Pepco, don't charge me this. You always been charging me. It's not joking. You've been you've been using more. Exactly. So we're going to you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like. So you, you you have to understand, you know, um, and, 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 I, and I know like our male listeners, they, they, they tend to kind of fall more prey to this um you know more commonly and it's just like well it was like that when we when we met and it's like yeah but the kids are here or 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 somebody's going back to school or someone's taking on extra money to kind of pay for the wedding or whatever it is like you have to be flexible and 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 to not do that and to just say well i don't know where this is coming from you weren't like this in in the past Mm -hmm. well circumstances have they do they do and so along with that flexibility, there has to be a level of acceptance, too. Yeah. You have to accept that things have changed. Yeah. You know, if you <laughs> if you fight so hard against, you know, the, the fact that people do grow up, they do change, they do evolve, that situations themselves evolve because of the nature of, you know, where we're living now. You, you know, you buy new homes, you get a bigger house, your, your responsibilities may, may, may change with that. But if you fight so hard against those changes and you don't accept it, guess what? You're just going to be in conflict with yourself. You're not in conflict with anybody else because everyone else is working towards creating that sense of, of, of equity. But you're fighting really against yourself and your own beliefs stuck in your head about what you think how, or you, how you think things should be. But no, you know, you have to accept that these things are changing and change the narrative of what's happening around you along with that. But yeah, but people get so stuck. Yeah, they do. And I also think as you were talking, I'm also thinking about the folks who tend to just it's it's a very misguided thinking where just because and, and this is the inequity. Mm-hmm. So when inequity occurs within relationships, I always find it humorous that the person who's gaining is literally like, well, everything is fine. And it's like, but it's not, not though. Right. Right. Like right. your positionality is, is, is you're not understanding what your positionality in this is. Right. Um, that is life, you know, and, and you can't, you can't generalize that as things go well for you, that they're going well for your partner. And right. So when your partner is trying to talk to you about it. Stop being dismissive. Oh yeah. You have to actually listen. You know, but just because you've been great, yeah, you get to come home from a long day at work, play video games or kick your feet up or watch your favorite show. Like, yeah, but if your partner isn't able to do that as often as you, mm-hmm. then then it really isn't fair. Like, right. let's be real. Right. And and let's be clear. This isn't all men, you know, no. and, and it's not to say that all women are fair either. No. You know, there are a lot of men out there who recognize that there is more that you have to do. There are things that you may have to do that you don't want to do. But that's really how you demonstrate, as we said before, one of the best ways to demonstrate care for your mate is actually by doing the things that you don't normally do or normally want to do because this is what your mate needs, you know. And so when you think about being fair, well, how are you showing that consideration? You know, if you're only doing what you're comfortable doing, how are you really showing consideration for your mate's time and for their efforts? Making sure that point. they feel they feel good, making sure that they're well, but that's when we go back to, to the tit for tat. That's not what people are thinking about. They're thinking about I'm feeling injured, I'm feeling um, um, taken advantage of, I'm feeling unappreciated. So I'm not going to care for your feelings. I'm not going to worry about your wellness and create an environment where we're both getting what we need 
because I don't feel like I'm getting what I need. And since it doesn't feel fair to me, I'm not going to do what I think that you would need for me to do in order for you to feel better. Correct. Correct. And that's spot on. That was one of the conversations I had with one of my couples. Um, and, and you know, one partner, especially the male partner, was talking about there's no intimacy, there's no sex and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to guide the conversation to say, like, well, I, I, I think I don't think I'd be physically up to, you know, um, having sexual relations or being intimate with my partner mm-hmm. if I came home and I legit had to do all this stuff. Right. Um, it's it's you know what I mean? And, right. and, and then I saw it click because. I, I, I joke with them and I'm like, well, why can't you, you know, help out and do X, Y and Z? So that way she has some energy to jump on your back. And, and he <laughs> right, laughed. Right. Even, even the wife laughed. And right. I was like, because I was trying to make a point like you can be proactive in relieving situations. So that way you do get your needs met. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I'm putting it out there because, again, it's very easy for um one of the one of the quickest hits will be the intimacy, mm-hmm. whether it's emotional or physical, where people are like, well, we don't have time. But I was like, because probably people are tired or probably people got other things that they need to get done. Yeah. And so, yeah, by the time it's nine, ten o'clock, people are spent. Yeah. People are really spent. Yeah. But but if you're the partner who's chilling, you know, regardless of what your position is um, in the relationship. We and again, it comes down to the empathy, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I always say, like if you see your partner busting their tail in the kitchen, why not help out? Yeah, they had a hard day, relatively just as much as you did. Right. Getting through dinner quicker may give some time for quality time. Right. I mean, man. yeah, and and qual- and that's that's the thing too, the quality time aspect of it. You know, going beyond the household, when I think about spending quality time, I think about okay, so what else are we doing? Who's planning these events and these outings that we're going to do or vacations? Who's putting who's putting all the energy into that? And recognizing too that there's a sense of fairness that has to go into those plans. If one person's always making the plans for whatever you're going to do, it doesn't feel fair because you're not giving any real input. You're really just along for the ride. Correct. And so, in That's order to find more more balance in it, you actually have to come up with your own ideas. But there's so many people who just are lazy when it comes to that too i mean we talk about people they being are. lazy at home they are they're they lazy are. in making plans on how they want to spend their quality time with their mate yeah it's and it's true. like you know they think about the simplest thing but we'll go to dinner or we'll go to movies no no there's so many other things that you can do and don't work yeah you have to spend money sometimes to go do things you may not have the disposable income in order to do all these grand ideas but you know there's a lot of things you can do that doesn't take a lot of effort that helps to feed into the other areas of intimacy Look at a, a, roman- a romantic picnic in the park. Doesn't take a lot of effort. Doesn't take a lot of a lot of money, and it can be very emotionally um, satisfying. Yeah, it's true. It's so, true. And so you know why not invest more time in planning things, especially if you can't do the other things. Say if you don't have the time to to do a lot, you know, keep up with the housework. But at least you have the time when you're at work, you can look up a few things and, you know, come up with the idea. Okay, well, you know, you've been busy all this week, you know, doing this. Why don't don't I take you out so we can get out of the house? You can do something different. I got plans for us. That can help establish a little bit more equity in the relationship. It doesn't always have to look like housework. It can be what are you doing outside of this so that we can at least we're both contributing in some way. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I've said that as well. Like um, equity is not about or around like the same activities. Right. Um, th- I, I have couples where one partner loves setting things up for them to do. Okay. I, I do. I mean, right. and 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 and, I, and I'm always like, well, if it works for y'all, then it works. But it's also important that the other partner shows up with the same energy in another aspect. Exactly. Exactly. That's the equity. That's the balance right there. Right, right. You're because both giving some energy to some area that should maybe your expertise. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes we lose sight on just focusing on our own needs. Mm-hmm. And um, and you and I have said this before. You got to think about the relationship as a whole. Right. Um. Is it? Are we, look and let's also be real. Are we gonna? We all have moments, and it will happen. We all have moments where you're going to see your partner not doing as much mm-hmm. and you're going to have some kind of feelings about it right. that's that's normal folks i i say that to my clients all the time right but the goal is to definitely open your mouth but not doing it in a very like accusatory way but always or rebellious reflective. correct mm-hmm. correct right the tit for tat um but also doing it in a way that's actually very reflective of process right, right? so instead of saying something like well i don't feel like you're doing enough around the house you know, it's important to kind of like frame it, you know, in, in ways that um, that that show what's going on in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Saying things like, you know what? I noticed that, you know, we, we both don't have time to do to spend time together. And I'm noticing that you're struggling in certain ways. I'm struggling in certain ways. Let's see what we can come up with. Mm-hmm. That That's a good way to open the door about like, hey, I think one of the ways that I'm struggling is I'm I'm I I'm doing a lot of lifting with like the dishes and stuff like that in the evening. And I'm wondering like how, what are ways you think I can get support from you? Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking you to do the dishes. I'm also thinking through like, what are other ways, things in the kitchen that I know I end up doing that you could probably serve some relief. Right. So I, I throw that out there because again, like the point we're trying to make here is that I think, and I've experienced that like couples try to focus in on the same activities. And I'm right. like, branch out of that, right? The right. kitchen can be tackled in multiple ways. Yeah. Yep. The, the the parenting can be tackled in multiple yep. ways. Yep. It doesn't have to be like, okay, like you give a shower every other day and did it. Like it's not really about that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to say, like, look, I'm usually hurting when we're trying to put the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. Can you help me there? That will give me time to double back in the kitchen. Right. And right, teamwork, right? right? Isn't part of fairness, isn't that uh, an underlying concept there is that, hey, we're a team. And recognizing that it's not going to look the same every night, that this Correct. may be a, a responsibility that you've picked up, but you may not have it in you to do it that time. So your mate may have to step up there and do it. That, that feels fair as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, the thing, and this is a great segue, man. You're, you're good, Dr. John. I don't even think you realize how good you are, but this is a great segue into negotiation. Because once you start getting into those conversations about how we can do things differently because things don't feel fair, what we're really talking about is how are you negotiating new standards how are you negotiating new expectations how are you negotiating new plans that is the other area of this so yeah we're talking about fairness but you can't talk about fairness without talking about negotiating a a new set of circumstances so that things do feel fair it's a great point so when it comes so when it comes to negotiating in relationships what are some of the key concepts around negotiating what what's needed what are the kind of tools that are needed in order to have healthy negotiation so that things do feel more equitable in your relationships? Um, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is a word that starts with an N as well, and that's needs, 
Mm, okay. You have to. Mm-hmm. Like, because what are you negotiating yeah. on? Right. Like, you know what I mean? It right. doesn't make any sense. You're not negotiating on behavior. Let me right. be clear here, folks. Like, that's that's the tit for tat. Okay, so I'm going to wash the dishes on Monday, but then you're going to wash <laughs> it. That, I, I always tell my couple, stay away from that because right. that's, that's relatively easy right. to figure out. But at the core, the core of fairness is going to be needs. Needs, right. Right. And so that's my step one. Focus on the needs, folks. Whenever you're trying to negotiate, like if you're about to go through a transition, that's the other thing I was going to kind of interject, if I may, is that I um, one pro tip I want to throw out there to our audience is like, folks, if if for both of you or one of you um, are about to about to go through a transition, whatever that is, Mm find the damn time to like talk about it transitions are very stressful Tra- and transitions like what what do you what do you mean by transition what kind of transitions uh, are you talking about uh i mean there's so many it's like um people uh work schedule change right. some people are going back to school some people um you, you, you know what i mean like there's all different kinds of business you know trying to start a business your kids are, pick up second career mm-hmm. kids are about to like start school so we go from like they're at home with us to now they're about to, we got to start right. dropping them off. These are yeah. all transitions, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let me also put it out there because I was talking to a couple of my couples early this week. Also, some of the rough transitions that like bring out some rough emotional uh, times for us. Losing a parent oh, or, yeah. or a loved one, yeah. um, um, losing a job, um, right? There's so many, like transitions are so important. And so, um so that's a pro tip, guys. Like always, whenever there's a transition about to happen, talk about it. Right. Find the time. I don't even if you do it on a phone. I even tell people I'd rather you even start out with texting if you can't do it, but at least start talking about it. And the reason and where I'm going with that is like because with with any transition or any change, right? We were talking about people who struggle with ad- adapt being adaptable. adaptable. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is um it's about needs. What do you need? Right. Right. What, mm-hmm. what do you need? Some people have physical needs that that they need to talk to their partner about emotional needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so when you negotiate, come at come at it from a needs perspective. Don't mm-hmm. start with behaviors. Behaviors leads you into the tit for tat. Right. And so that's right. one place that I, I would I would tell people immediately start with your needs. Right. Don't start with the behaviors. Right. That's that's a wonderful, wonderful tip to give because without understanding each other's needs, you have no direction. You have no real clear direction of what to go right. with. You know, so you have to understand the needs. When I also think about um, negotiation, you have to think about how are you problem solving. You yep. know, what do you, when you come to the, when you guys sit down and talk about how to do things differently, what skills, what tools are you using in order to actually do that? Do you know how to problem solve properly? Do you know how to take very complex problems and make them a little bit smaller? One of the yeah. things. You know, when, when I when I sit down with couples and they talk about, well, you know, you know, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. Well, one of the reasons why you can't negotiate anything, you can't come to any kind of solution is because you're bringing in 15 different problems when you really need to be focused on one at a time. Correct. You know, what does Great not point. doing the laundry have to do with not doing the dishes? Correct. Great okay. point. Okay. So let's just focus on the dishes. Okay. How do we tackle the dishes by themselves? Correct. You know. Great point. Oh, Great and, point. and are we even, even there? Are we talking about doing dishes as we're cooking or are we talking about the, just the dishes that are in the sink or unloading the dishwasher? Even there, you can see there are so many different ways to look at that and how you have to figure out each one of those so that everyone's on the same page. But oftentimes you try to tackle these big major issues all at once. How are you going to move forward? 
without being able to tackle each little one. And so you little have one. to learn how to problem solve. You know, little I know you do problem solving with your clients. We 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 have to because yeah. there's so many people who are off in terms of um, knowing how to again no- negotiate. Yeah. What are some of the things that you talk to your clients about in terms of being better at um, at solving their own problems and negotiating essentially? I, I well, I I always tell people that um, it's important for both people to be heard because mm-hmm. it's joint it's joint problem solving. Yeah, right. I have couples in which one person is us- is is sometimes spearheading the problem solving, and they come up with the solution. And they're like, okay, we're going to do this, right. and the other partner's kind of like, um. What about me? Like, I have thoughts right. about this, right? Right. right. Uh, remember, this is joint. So I usually tell, I, re- I remind folks, let me say that, I remind folks to say, I think both parties need to contribute, mm-hmm. should contribute. Um, you should allow space for, for communication. I don't care if it's even something as basic as doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are a team. And I think that's also part of being in a relationship and learning each other is that like you both will look at the same problem differently, embrace it. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's part of problem solving. Exactly. You, Different perspectives. Each, correct. And mm-hmm. each perspective will have holes. Let's not focus on the holes. Let's focus on like, wow, that's a really, really great idea. Right. Can you help me to understand like how would that look like if we were to put that in action? That's right. what I call. So whenever you problem solve folks, I call it expand the conversation. So you don't critique it. You don't say things like, no, that's dumb. That's that's probably not going to work. Right. I always say expand the conversation. Right. And usually with expanding, you can ask questions like that's always the safe. Curiosity is always oh, yeah. a great way to expand conversations. So you don't shut down ideas. And I know, you know, there's always that no. cliche about like, oh, you know, there's there's no, you know, dumb ideas or whatever. But I honestly believe when it's you and your partner tackling complex things, tackling simple things, why not hear each other out? Throw and, everything and, and, on and, the table. Thank you. Everything That's what on I was the table. getting. Throw everything on the table and then you work from there. Right. Take a take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, right. add a little bit together, right? But do it jointly. Right. See what feels right. Oh, mm-hmm. and also there's nothing wrong with having a trial period when you're problem solving. Oh, right? you have to have that. You have <laughs> like, to have that. It may not work out the way that you thought. So, hey, you go back to the table with it. Go back you know, to there, the table, guys. When, when, you, when you threw all that stuff on the table, was there something on there that you didn't fully consider that may actually work better in this particular problem? You know? But I think the other point is when before you really sit down and do this, you need to have a clear mind. Yeah. You can't go there, kind of pointing to what you said earlier, Dr. John, is that, you know, you go there sometimes with this pre-plan already without yeah. considering, you know, considering your mate. Well, you can't always do that. What, and, and the conflict I often see happen is somebody's already run this problem through their mind several times and already right. came up with their own solution. And now they put the question in front of their mate and they're ma- expecting their mate to come up with this quick answer. And it's like, hold on, you've been thinking about this for the past four hours. Correct. How do you expect your mate to come up here and have an answer instantly? You know, so you or- need... Or, or let me add to that, and I, and I know you've experienced this as well, or when your partner does ask for you to kind of break it down to them since you've been mulling it over for four hours, mm-hmm. do not take it offensive. I don't know why. <laughs> right, like, right. like, you did that by yourself. Right. So if I ask you questions, it's because I was not included in your thought process. Right. So by me asking is not me challenging. It's, 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 it's me trying to catch up, Right. if that makes sense. Right, fully, fully. And again, that goes into considering your mate Correct. and people aren't doing Correct. that. They're, they're already so, again, stuck in their own process of how to do things 
that they don't know how to work as a team. Yeah. They they know what they would they a lot a lot of people are, are used to being leaders, you know, being yeah. leaders and, and, and assigning tasks. Yeah. You know, you can't do that as a mate. You know, you can't just come in and delegate to your mate. That's your peer. That's your peer. That's exactly. not your child. But we don't <laughs> like, but, but a lot of people don't see it that way. I they know, don't see themselves as being peers. They I figure, know. well, you know, they don't have good ideas. First of all, why are you gonna marry somebody that you think is dumb? All right. Yeah. Why why can't you put yourself in that kind of situation in the first place? You want to be with somebody that whose whose um, perspective you can trust or whose yeah. ideas you can trust. Yeah. You know. So if you don't Great trust point. their ideas, why are you with them? You know. Even I'm thinking about just supporting me in what I do. I need to be able to come to you and know that there's certain things that I may not be able to figure out, but by talking to you, you may give me a different perspective. If I can't trust that perspective, can I really trust you? And so when you talk about the problems with problem solving and negotiating, one of them being that you don't really don't trust your um, your mate's decision making. Yo, are you with the right person? Yeah. You know, you have to give them the the grace to be able to come up with their own ideas and not think that you have the only or the best ideas. That's a great point. And 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 let me also put out there too. I mean, but this is just me. Let me put it out there. I also feel that there is nothing wrong if and when a decision is made to solve a problem Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go well. I don't think there should be any finger blaming. I just think that it gives you an opportunity as a couple to say, okay, that didn't stick. Right. 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 But no blaming. And that's that's my point. But like, I, I think sometimes we'll be like, okay, oh, one classic thing not to do, because I was talking to a couple early this week about it when you quote unquote don't get your way don't throw your hands up and be like okay fine we're just going to do it your way then do right. not do don't that don't just give up don't just give that's, up that's yeah that that's not problem solving that's not negotiation mm-hmm. like like and i and i get it i think a lot of people do that for 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 various be- reasons because but it, that's not they it's get, not conducive they, they get overwhelmed there are people who get yeah. overwhelmed by the process because this can be a a tedious process if you yes. do it the right way yes. it can be a very tedious process in order to negotiate properly and to come up with good ideas it can be very overwhelming so people yeah they throw their hand up or they feel like they're not being heard any of those things but you have to stay patient you know yeah. don't walk away from the table this isn't the un okay yeah it's your kitchen <laughs> table all right so sit there and talk it out if you're both getting frustrated because you're, you're, you're not hearing each other step away and then come back don't end the process and just say well you just do it that's too easy and you don't yeah. want to spend your life doing that so step away and then come back and finish negotiating. Come, you know what? Sometimes even stepping away, stepping away allows your brain some time to relax and you may come up with more ideas, things you hadn't considered before. You know, when I do problem solving as a skill building um, exercise with my, my clients, it's amazing when you're sitting there listening to them talk about different possibilities and then you interject new ones that they never considered before. It might be even simple. They're like, oh, wow, we didn't even think about that one. Well, you're thinking too complex, okay? There are easier ways to go about doing this. Or there's just other things that you're not considering. So yeah. when we talk about putting everything to the table and bringing everything to the table and brainstorming, and you only come up with three ideas, well, trust me, there's probably a lot more ideas that you're not considering. So yeah. just keep going, keep That's going. A great point. You know, so we could, because again, you're going to have this trial period where you try it and it may not work. When you come back to the table, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. So can we pull from some other ideas we came up with that we didn't try this time? 
Yeah. So don't give don't give up so easily on trying to think about possible solutions. Think outside the box. Give yourself some time to think a little bit more. Look, if your mate comes to you and they, you know they've already had all these ideas in their head about what they want to do because they've been mulling it over for, for the past two or three days, step away. Just ask, look, it, give me a little bit of time to think about it. Then yeah, we, can come back, we can come back yeah. and we can talk about it some more. You yeah. know, just get away. But yeah. people try and force it. And as the person who has the idea and they're so, you know, gung-ho and passionate about it, look, it, you have to be a little bit more patient and wait for your mate to have the same amount of time or at least consideration that you did in order to figure out different possibilities, but don't be in yeah. such a rush. And then make sure you, like you said earlier, you have to stay solution oriented. This is not about thinking about how it didn't work in the past, right. you know, or, you know, how you're wrong. And this is not the way to go about it. No, focus on trying to come up with a solution, not just fight about this isn't going to work. Put everything on the table. Absolutely everything. Even things you've tried before that may not have worked, put it on the table yeah. because you never know. There might be a different spin you can put on that or combine it with other ideas to make it work this time. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that's really, really spot on. Mm-hmm. And and I think, again, um, in order to do that, though, like both parties need to slow down. Yeah. Like I'm listening to everything that you're describing and and those things that you're listing, Brother Reek, don't happen when things are going very fast. Right. They don't. Yeah. And and I also think that and and um and that's why we're trying to normalize here. We also understand that there are going to be some very um there there are going to be some situations that are going to be simplistic that people are going to be like, Well, it's actually not that deep. Right. And yeah, but remember, what's that saying? If if you wanna, you know, if if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go, go together. together. Yep. Yep. Old African proverbs, man. There you go, Dr. John, pointing out for the people. <laughs> Look, it's time for the noble truth. We want to make sure you, we leave you guys before we get out of here. We want to leave you guys with some bullet points of some things you may be able to do to better your your sense of fairness in negotiation. I mean, we've been sprinkling things in here throughout the entire conversation, but I want to come home with some some really good advice that people can walk away with. So, so Dr. John, when you think about negotiation, you think about problem solving, what are some specific things you want your our listeners to keep in mind? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to reiterate it again. Start from a needs perspective. Right. Don't focus on behaviors. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to say things like, hey, I'm going to be working a double this whole weekend. I'm going to need some help in terms of getting the kids up ready for their activities on the weekend Mm -hmm. um right like that's that's what i'm going to need and that will allow me to do x y and z right Right. um that oh that's the other kicker i want to add so when you come from a needs perspective i always think it's helpful to tell your partner this is what will happen if this need is met. It allows me right. to do this or it benefits us. Yes. Oh my gosh, don't yes. forget yes. that, guys. I'm yes. so sorry. Yes. I forgot that piece. Yes, but that's important. I, I, I do it with my wife and it's very, very helpful mm-hmm. because people don't know how it's going to benefit you. That's they don't have why the foresight. I say start. They don't have the foresight right. for that. Right. right. So that's why I say start from your needs and then walk your partner through like, hey, if I get this need met, Here's how it benefits me, us, the family. Oh, my God, that's right, a win. Right. Yeah, show them that there are, other than just dealing with this one situation, it's a, a domino effect. Correct. And that there are other it's things systemic. that right. There are other things that will be affected by having the ability to do these other things. Correct. You know, you have Correct. to think about that. That's, that's a great point, Dr. John. Other thing I want people to keep in mind, if you're when you're coming to the table and you're negotiating and you're trying to come up with a solution or agreement, make sure you're not 
coming up with an agreement that you did not plan on following through on. Mm. Because there's, there's many times where we'll come there and we're like, okay, you know, again, we throw our hands up. We'll do whatever you say you want to do, right? But now you're stuck in a situation with a, a solution that you're not happy with and you really don't feel like you really want to do the work. And so you're just back at square one again because the problem will persist because you're not holding your end because you never intended to. You just wanted the person to get out your face. Yeah, That's not the way it works. You have to make sure that you're not always going to agree 100%. But whatever you do, whatever agreement you do come up with, even if it doesn't feel like a full compromise, that you plan on following through with whatever you guys agree on. You have to, you have to follow through. Yeah. That's really good. That's a really, really good point. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely overlooked that one, and I think it's very critical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another, I think another uh, take home for folks to to really think about as well is going to be um, when you get stuck with trying to problem solve, it is okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. It is okay. Yeah, take right? a break. Take a break. And I know it sounds very simple. But trust me, um, I don't think it helps usually, and Brother Rick, you tell me, to sometimes keep trying to force your way through no. a solution. That's as bad as communication with pursuer <laughs> and, 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 um, and withdrawal. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to force your thoughts and your beliefs and your, your, your uh, uh, ideas on other people, if they're not feeling comfortable, if they're feeling overwhelmed, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go well. Right. You know, right. and so if you can't come up with the answer right now, hopefully you're not coming up with, you know, trying to find a solution to something at the last minute. You know, you want to make sure that you have time um, to try different things and give the other person time to, to consider it. But if you're trying to push it right there at that moment, your partner, again, may not know um, enough about it. They may need to do their own research. And again, it's not about them not trusting you. Exactly. It's not, and I think a lot of people get really defensive about it. Well, you don't trust me? You don't think I did my research? Well, can I do my own research as well? Just so I'm better educated before I make a, a decision, before we make a decision, or before I even offer any possible solutions? Can I do my own research? So don't press them so hard because it's, it's going to get stuck. And more than likely, one person's going to end up making the decision because the other person's going to want to walk away and not deal with it, and no one's going to be fully happy about it. You can be end up back right where you are. You know, and that's the other point, too. Don't make a don't make a decision that ultimately you're going to be angry about or going to feel resentful for resentment, resentment. No, when it comes to decision making, resentment can slide in so easily quickly because you have again, you have one person who's really gung ho about a particular decision and the other person's like, okay, well, I'm not as passionate. You know, I'm not as invested at the same time. I'm not really feeling it that much. But since you are, you go ahead and do it. Now you guys are stuck doing the thing that you really weren't feeling in the first place. And you may begin to resent your mate for even putting you in that situation. Yeah. Great so point. you want you want to guard against resentment. You want to guard against um, your intent not to do things. And you want to guard against building resentment against your mate for, you know, feeling like you're doing something that you didn't want to do in the first place. Yeah. Well said. And, and that's a really good, fine point to 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 share with people because i think sometimes that gets overlooked and you took the words right out of my mouth man that resentment piece around decision making yeah Mm, stay away from it guys definitely stay away from it well look at dr john we got to wrap up i love this conversation i hope people who will listen today will take things away from it real quick how can our listeners find more about you dr john 
you can um, check me out on various places like one www.kingsart.com right yep. um, you can also check out the practice at www.rccmaryland.com uh, or just type in Dr. John Hart I will pop up one way or another and um yeah, social media, all that good stuff, man. Right. Tariq, how can how can we find you? Again, you can find me on all social media platforms as Tyreek Omari or Tyreek Omari Walton. You can also find me at TyreekOmariWalton.com or my other website, ViewsAndVibes.com, where you'll find old episodes of my old TV show, Views and Vibes, as well as articles. Um, John and I are both writers. We have a lot of our writing up on our joint, KingsOfTheHeart.com website as well. We're everywhere. You can find us absolutely everywhere. So make sure you tune in again next week as we continue this conversation around healthy relationships. And until then, we'll have to see you later. Dr. John, good to see you, my brother. Man, same here, brother. You take care, man. Stay blessed. You do the same now. Peace, everybody. Peace.